0: know where that's at Matthew chapter 14 we've been expecting the revival because we've been praying for it we've asked God for it and he give us in his Word some things that we need to do as Christians to get ready for revival, and here in Matthew chapter number 14 and verse number 25, the Bible said, In the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went unto them walking on the sea. Are you with me? Say amen. I want you to know he watched of the night, he was watching. Amen. How many of us are watching for his coming? Amen. Amen. Let us pray. Father, I thank you for the privilege, God, to stand here again behind the sacred desk. Father, that you might anoint me afresh this morning, Father. Lord, that I might relay to your people some things, Lord, that we need as God's people to be ready for revival. But Not only that, Lord, to be ready for your coming. God, we know that you're on your way. We know, God, that you left it in motion. It's still in motion. And, Lord, you will soon come. So, Father, your blessings we ask in Jesus' name for your glory. Amen. Amen. Now, as you take your seat, turn to Matthew 24 and verse number 42. The Bible said, Watch therefore, for ye know not what hour your Lord doeth come. Verse 43 But knowing this, that if the good man of the house had known it, and notice this, in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have suffered his house uh, to be broken up. Listen, if you knew when he was coming, you'd be ready for the thief, wouldn't you? Amen. Well, Christ done told us that he's coming, so we ought to be watching We ought to be waiting, amen. We ought to be anticipating that he is as good as his word and as he comes to us and finds us, how will he find us? Will he find us watching and waiting? Will he find us in the world dibble-daddling around? Or How will God find you when he comes? I thought about how death comes. Sometimes it comes suddenly. Sometimes it comes over time. Amen. Sometimes it comes while we're asleep. Amen. Death comes all hours. Death comes every hour, every minute of every day. I did know the stats from a few years ago how many died every minute. But I don't remember the stats this morning. But I'm assuring you this morning that around the world thousands die every day. So we are watching and waiting as Christians for the second coming of the Lord. Amen. We're watching that he'll step out on the eastern sky one day and he's going to step into his glory because he's going to take everything that we know and meld it. You say, preacher, why do you want to preach doom and gloom? I don't want to, but I need to warn you. Chapter 25 of Matthew verse 13 said, Watch therefore, for you know, notice this, neither the day nor the hour, or wherein the Son of Man cometh. We don't know. I don't know. You don't know. I remember Uncle C.A. Hensley telling me years ago we were talking about the rapture and how we were looking forward to the rapture. And Uncle A. made a statement that I hadn't never thought of and maybe you have a. Uh, Maybe your rapture will come before mine. Amen. He said, Listen, when we're dead, we're raptured out of this world into another world that's eternal. Amen. And I had never really thought of it as that way. Uh, But when we are no longer living in this world, where will we live eternally? That's a question we need to ask each other. Where are you going to live eternally? Uh, And we can tell by those that are watching and waiting for his return listen when I was lost and undone without God I didn't watch for his coming no 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 I was too busy with myself I was too centered on myself and the things that I desired and had a feeling for amen I, I never anticipated that God might come that day hey if I had I'd live differently oh yeah yeah You say, Preacher, why would you say that? Because I was a sinner. Needed to be saved. Well, Preacher, you shouldn't admit things like that, that you were ever a sinner. Friend, let me help you this morning. We were all born in sin. Amen. Amen. Matthew chapter number 26 this morning. And verse number 38. The Bible said, Then saith he unto them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful even unto death. Tell ye here and watch with me. I wanted to read that particular scripture. We've got a whole lot of folks that's watching but not really with God. Amen. Oh, they'll admit he's coming but they're not watching with him. He said watch with me. Amen. Listen, you can be in the house of God and still be lost. You can be in the house of God with your name on the roll and still be lost. You can be baptized and still be lost. You can even stand behind the sacred desk and still be lost. Amen. You can sing in the choir and still be lost. Why? Because God teaches us that all of these things are possible Amen. Every one of us has to make a chosen choice to be saved. You're not saved because you come to the building. You're not saved because you come to the choir. You're not saved because you give your tithes and your offerings. You're not even saved because you read your Bible or pray. You're saved when you ask God to forgive you of your sins. And that puts a mode in you that you get to watching and waiting for his coming. He said, watch with me. Watch with me. What is he wanting them to see? He's wanting them to see the things that are to come. You and I this morning uh, are having a terrible time watching and waiting for his coming. Listen, I've been watching and waiting for this revival for a good while. We've been praying two or three months when to have it, and we really got serious, and God sent us a time. God sent us a couple of men. Now will we watch with them during this revival, we'll be present in the building and say, yes, I'm watching with you. I want to hear what the man of God has to say. I want to hear what the scripture says to me, amen. We need to watch and to wait with Christ, amen. And those that are sitting on the sidelines, amen, yeah, they're watching us go by. Got a lot of church folk kind of like that. Amen. Oh, let's have a dinner. I'll watch as you prepare. it. I'll watch as you clean it up. But I'll help you eat it. Amen. Well, preacher, why don't we build a barbecue pit? Well, I'll watch you while you build it. I'll watch you while you cook it. But I'll help you eat it. What kind of watching are we doing? Are we watching the kind that that puts our hands to work and our feet to moving and our mind to thinking? Or are we just sidelined Christians saying, oh yeah, I want to be there when they pass out the gravy. I want to be there when the desserts come by. But for God's sake, don't ask me to do anything. Woo, right. that hurt, didn't it? Got you right in your thumping gizzard right there. Amen. 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 Uh, By the way, Philip McMahon, you better be buying some fish or catching some. We're fixing to have a fish fry because Scotty done caught a bunch of catfish. He said, we'll have a fish fry. Amen. I told Philip, I might as well go to Ingalls. I ain't got time to go fishing. Just buy me some fish, right? At least I'm doing something. Amen. I'll help cook it. But believe me, I'll help eat it also. Oh, yeah. I like that part. I like cooking, believe it or not. I like seeing people eat and enjoy. Amen. But I sure like seeing you help too. (laughs) What are we talking about? I'm talking about watching and waiting for revival. Well, I was in the building, but I didn't get revived. Well, can I say this? My grandmother said, son, it's on the table. Eat it if you want it. Amen. I want to say this about my grandmother. They both were wonderful cooks. But half the time I didn't know what I was eating. But it was good. Amen. Amen. I didn't even ask what it was. You say, well, I'm going to ask. Then you're too picky. And you're not hungry enough. Amen. What does it matter if it tastes good? Right? Right? And how you going to know it tastes good if you've already made your mind up? I'm talking about church in case you had not got this down to it. Oh, I don't want to go down there. It's boring. I don't want to go down there. They take up an offering. I don't want to go down there. They sing too much. I don't want to go down there. That preacher's too loud. Well, I'm sorry I didn't come with volume control. Amen. You know why God gave me such a big mouth? Because in his word he said, He who hath an ear, let him hear. And the trouble of it is, most of us need hearing aid. Pick up your hearing aid. (laughs) Place it in your heart and you'll begin to hear. I'm talking about we're watching. We're waiting. I'm anticipating somebody to get saved in revival. I'm anticipating church folk to get revived. Amen. <laughs> Brother Richard said it this morning to bring life back into you. Amen. And I want to say this and say it up front. If you're not revived by the end of the week, I'll be sure and give you mouth to mouth. That ought to revive you right there. So I won't have to kiss you and give you mouth to mouth. Amen. 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 Some of you might be looking forward to it. I don't know. <laughs> How many is looking forward to revival? Amen. Are you watching for it? Amen. Are you waiting for it? Amen. Are you going to put yours in there? Amen. Amen. Remember the message I preached years ago about the soup? How many remember that message? Amen. All it was was a pot of water to start with. Right? If we all put a little something in that pot, it'll sure taste better. Amen. I'm glad God loved me. Amen. Chapter 26 there in verse number 38. He said, Then saith he unto them, My soul. Now stay with me this minute. I've read this already, but I want you to get it. My soul. is your soul. He's saying Individually. He's looking at him himself. He said, my soul is exceedingly, not just sorrowful, but exceedingly. Have you really got a hunger for church? Amen. Have you really got a hunger for souls to be saved? Amen. Have you really got a hunger that God would use you in some way, form, or fashion in this revival? You, wait a minute. Preacher, I'm not preaching it. Preacher, I'm not even singing in it. Well, the question might be, are you going to be in it? Because your presence may help somebody else. Your testimony may help somebody else. Your smile may be helpful to somebody. Maybe your tears could help somebody. Maybe a raised hand towards heaven waving could help somebody. And if you're not here, how can you give anything? Amen. Now stay with me. Don't let me lose you. Are you with me? Say amen. Verse 40. And he cometh unto the disciples and findeth them asleep and saith unto Peter. What? Could you not watch with me one hour? (laughs) Ooh. I'm glad to say over the years my voice has not allowed too many to sleep. The children have slept well over the years of my preaching, but I'm glad to say that most grown-ups cannot go to sleep. I was preaching in Kingston, Jamaica, and I was preaching this thought, if I were the devil, and I was preaching what I would do if I was the devil, and Jamaicans are not used to preachers moving, And I was out walking through, this church held 400 people. And I was out walking through the congregation saying, you know, if I was the devil, I'd just lull this crowd to sleep so they wouldn't hear. And I got all the way down to the end of my first point of my sermon there and I said, but I'm not the devil. And I began to tell what I would do if I was God's child in God's house. In God's will. Doing God's deal. Amen. And this lady come up to me after church. And she said. I usually go to sleep during church. But I didn't this morning. (laughs) And I wondered if it was my preaching. Or the the text. Or was it the lunatic that came in. You have to get this picture. Jamaican churches. The whole walls is nothing but doors. And they open them up. So the breeze will come through. This lunatic comes in and sits down on the left side of the church right on the end. Just as I'm starting if I were the devil. This man's deranged. He's out of his mind. He is so doped up he don't know what world he's in. And I noticed Brother Sidney was keeping his eye on him. But he don't know this preacher too well when I got to the part where I said I'm not the devil I'm filled with the Holy Ghost of God I'm anointed from on high that man said hey, and left there running see God can put Satan to flight. was it Dennis? no it was the word of God that put him to fly I seen Brother Sidney do this do you have enough power of the Holy Ghost in you to put Satan at bay can I help you let me help you this morning if you're not watching and waiting you ain't got enough light are you with me and you sure ain't got enough breath of God to blow out the candle because if we're not watching and waiting listen to me Why would God waste his loving Holy Spirit on a vessel that does not use it or does not want it or is not seeking after it? Watch, he said. Watch with me. Just one hour. Ooh. If the preacher preached one solid hour, how would you feel? How would you really feel? Would you be doing this? I mean, it's 12.03 already. I'm three minutes overdue. Right? You're supposed to cut that sermon off at 12 o'clock. I've been told that. I said, what chapter and verse is that? Where do you find that in the Bible? You just say, hold on, Holy Ghost, put it in neutral. Are you with me? But I guarantee you there's a lot of folk quit watching. Quit waiting about 12.05. Amen. Amen. Then they go to grumbling and gripping and complaining and you really get your prayer life at her 12.30. If it goes past 12.30, you're praying, shut him up, shut him up. I'm trying to help us honest, I am. But have you ever noticed this? And I, you have done it, I've done it, and everybody's done it. If there's something you really want, you'll wait in line for it. You <laughs> I mean, anything you go to, you're going to have to wait in line, right? Yeah. You go to the steakhouse, it'll be 45 minutes, it's there yeah. right? Yeah. You go down to get on a ride somewhere at one of these amusement parks, and the line's way back out yonder. You go right back out yonder and get in line. You're fussing. You're griping. You're wiping sweat. You're complaining, but you never get out of line till you get that ride ridden. Amen. If we would get that kind of thought for the church and the things of God what better church service would we have if our hearts and our minds was really focused on, God, I want your will to be done. I'm watching with you. I'm waiting with you. God, it don't matter if it takes him to one o'clock. Oh, by the way, if you wait to one o'clock, you can walk right in the steakhouse because all the Baptists are gone. Right? Right? I've stood in line to eat lunch on Sundays, and I thought to myself, if I'd only preach 20 more minutes, I've actually had that thought. I wouldn't have to be standing in this line. Listen, would you rather stand in that line or sit in this air conditioner? Would you rather hear somebody sing or praise the Lord or preaching? Uh, evidently not. You can't wait to get in line at the steakhouse. Let me help you. I'm going to help you or hurt you. I don't know which it'll do, but it'll be good. You get to the steakhouse. You've done waited. You get sat down, and you order a baked potato, and they say, we ain't got none. We run out. Yeah. How many's ever done that? Wow. How you ever said, I'd like to have that half-smoked chicken Oh, we run out? I'm going to ask you a serious question. How many got up and left? No, you just ordered something else. Amen. What I'm saying is you come to the house of God and maybe we ran out of what you really wanted. Maybe God took it off the menu that day. Did you order something else? Was your heart in it the rest of the... (laughs) They didn't sing my song. I'm leaving. Preacher didn't ask me to sing. I'm going. They don't like me. I stand up here every week and beg people to mind God. Just watch with me and wait with me. It'll come your turn. It'll come your turn. I wonder this morning how many is willing to watch and wait with us in revival this week. I mean six or seven or eight nights together. Is it worth it? I'm going to move on if you'll help me. I ain't going to preach more than I am more. How long have you waited in line for a ride or food? I've been to the steakhouse and they give you a beeper and say, it'll be at least an hour. I never forget the first time I went to a fancy restaurant. This had been many, many years ago. And they gave me one of them little beepers and said, Just go back and sit down in your car. One hour before my beeper went off. I got to the door and I said, Ma'am, how long is it going to take to get the food? She said, Oh, just a few minutes. She lied. It took one hour to get the food on the table. Now, I was poor as Job's turkey. I've taken my last dollar to buy that meal, and I left there hungry. You know them fancy places must charge you by the gram. Are you understanding what I'm saying? I mean, the food was good. It was wonderful. But this Charles Atlas chassis needs more than two pieces of shrimp. Now, I said all that to say this, how much of God's house do you need? Amen. I mean, really, how much do you need? How much do you want? How much do you desire? Oh, you're satisfied with two grams? Slide the rest on over to me. Right? What kind of hunger do you have? How long are you willing to wait? Are you willing to take a post on the wall and watch a while? Are you going to be diligent about your duty as a Christian? Maybe you need to be here to pray for somebody else to get right with God. Maybe they looked around to see if your face was there and you weren't there and now they're disheartened. Maybe they wanted to hear your voice and you never spoke up or raised a hand or sung a song or testified. Whatever God had you to do. Yeah. And you weren't present even to do that. What happened to watching and waiting? Are you willing? Are you eager to do that? Turn in the book of Revelations and I'll try to close this morning's message. Revelation chapter number three. There's a whole lot more in this story. Revelation chapter number 3 and verse number 5. He that overcometh the same shall be clothed in white raiment. And I will not blot out his name out of the book of life. But I will confess his name before my father and before his angels. Are you with me? Say amen. He that overcometh. Chapter 3 and verse 2. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain that are ready to die for I have not found thy works perfect before God. Verse 3. Remember therefore how thou hast received and heard and hold fast and repent if therefore thou shalt not watch I will come on thee as a thief and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. (sighs) Church, the thing that we're going to have to overcome is us. It's us. We can use every excuse in the world, but the word of God says thou art inexcusable. See, the Bible also says where your heart is, that your treasure will be there. Amen. And if we have a heart for the things of God, we know the treasure storehouse is right here. Amen. And we come looking for that treasure. Amen. I come to church with anticipation that somebody is going to get exactly what they need in their life. Sometimes it comes with a shout. Sometimes it comes with a tear. Sometimes it's just repentance. Sometimes it's just being in the house of God. Because this is the day the Lord hath made. He said rejoice and be glad in it. James 4 and 17 said, He who knoweth to do good, and doeth it not to him it is sin. I I dare to say that most of us in this building know what good we need to do. So the part that I'm asking you about, are you willing to do it? Are you really willing to do it? Every head bowed and every eye closed just for a moment. I want you to search your heart right now and say, Lord, what do I need to do to have revival? Lord, what must I do to have revival? Lord, what must I do to have joy unspeakable and full of glory? What must I do, Lord, to be a watchman as you would have it? Lord, do I need to pray? Do I need to repent? Make your way to an altar this morning. Some are coming already. What about you today? Is this your day to repent? Is this your day to get right with God? Is this your day to confess, God, I've come short. I realize it. God, I've come to repent of it. God, I want my church to have revival. I want to have revival. That others around me would be revived. God, let it be so that I'd be the watchman on the wall. For Lord, I know you love us. I know you care for us. That's no question this morning. We know, God, how much you do love us, how much you do care for us. What I'm asking, God, is do I care enough for you? Father, help us all to understand just how much we need you. Father, help us now to realize we need to repent. We need to turn it over to you, God. To get us ready for revival and be receptive for the messages that the evangelists would bring, God, we must repent ourselves. So help us do that, Lord. Help us do that, God, that you would be glorified we'll thank you and praise you and love you for all that you do, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. In the book of Mark, chapter number 13, verse number 33, it said, Take heed, watch and pray, for you know not when the time is. For the Son of Man is as a man taking a far journey, who left his house and gave authority to his servants and to every man his work and commanded the porter to watch. Watch ye therefore, for ye know not when the master of the house cometh at evening or at midnight or at the cock crowing or in the morning. Lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I say unto you, I say unto all, watch. That's Mark chapter 13 verse 33 through 37. And I say to all, watch. Over the years of my ministry I've heard a lot of people just quit altogether. Preachers, pastors, laypersons, I've been fortunate enough to go to Jamaica 35 or 6 times over the years, last 21 years. And I could name you hundreds that went with us that's not even in the house of God now. So what are you saying, preacher? I'm saying they just quit watching. Reckon we'll be held accountable for that? Yes, we will. We're supposed to be his watchmen. Amen. And if God is first in your life, and I did say if, he'll be first in all your actions. Amen. Everything you do will be revolved around God, not God revolving around you. Lord, I'll pray if I have any time left I'll read the Word, God, if I have any time left. You know, I got to watch them soap operas, Lord. I got to keep caught up on them. Well, anybody that watches television in the last year or so ain't seen nothing but reruns, know how. Amen. We ought to have the eagerness, the hunger, the thirst for the things of God. Amen. I hope this prepares your heart for tonight. As we come to have revival. Now I want to say this to each and every one of us. You can have revival if you want it. If you desire it. And if you're willing to go get it. How many times did your mama, your grandma's, your wife said, It's on the stove, go get it. Make me a sandwich. The bread's on the counter and the mayonnaise is in the refrigerator. Make it yourself. Yes, sir. Believe it or not, I had not forgot, but I thank you.